the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed in the program are not necessarily those of this radio station or its sponsors and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. You should always consult the appropriate advisor before making any financial decision. All rights reserved. Now, new focus on wealth with certified financial planner Chad Burton. Drawing from his 28-year background in finance and investing to help you make sense of your money matters. New focus on wealth. Get a new focus on personal finance, wealth management, Wall Street, and the economy. Now your host for New Focus on Wealth, Chad Burton. Good event to jump into um, to learn about the seven steps. And again, uh, they, they vary and they'll probably mean different things to you. We've been talking recently about how you need at least 1.9 million, I think, per person to comfortably squeeze into retirement on the income side. Add in that social security that you're going to get, roughly 18,500 in that ballpark for the average American. And you've kind of got an area that you can start saying, okay, I can. I can see the the income side, but you're going to have to do so much more than that. You're going to have to do tax efficiencies. You're going to have to pay your taxes, which as you get older becomes one of the most expensive line items in your year. You have to figure out your safe money. What is safe money? What are your vehicles? Long-term care costs. Are you going to need them or you not? You don't want to wait till you need them to start thinking about them. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton will be help running this event. Um, if you have at least $500,000 in investable assets, this event is for you. CFP Chad Burton works with EP Wealth. He's worked with me for 20 plus years, pushing 25. And um, it's a great relationship because he brings it to the table on financial planning metrics that I'm not qualified to do. How are you, Chad? Doing well. How about you? Pretty well, pretty well. <clears throat> getting a little bit of the rainy season that we're all getting a little bit tired of here. Um, let's jump we straight into snow in the Sierras. It's I, uh, it's been a rough start. More and more snow is what we need. Um, yes, and the white powdery soft stuff. Um, but let's talk about the seven steps and linear cash flow. It's one of the most important parts of your presentation. It's something that a lot of people um, aren't ready for. Um, a bad linear cash flow, a bad year, and not having a plan. What do we need to know? Well, it, it, it kind of goes all the way back to when you and I started working together. And I remember that when everybody was into, you know, the new thing, which was back then internet, right? Now it's AI, but back then it was internet stocks. And we had this huge run in the market and all of a sudden people's expectations got completely out of whack. We had People Magazine. I don't even know if that's still around. People Magazine doing articles on the stock market and what people expected in terms of their 401k returns. And everybody was like, Oh, 19% a year for, you know, forever. It's a new economy. It's the internet now. And, and then you had the tech correction, right? The, the first three year negative period in the stock market since the thirties occurred in 2000, 2001 and 2002. Right. So, so what are the proper expectations to use? So when you're doing your financial modeling, 
which is you're trying to create a situation where you have confidence that you can walk in the door and say, hey, I'm done. I'm going to stop working. I'm going to stop feeding my 401k every two weeks with my paycheck. And I'm going to live off of all the savings that I've created. So you better be really sure and conservative on your initial projections, right? You better be really sure about what you're going to spend, how you're going to enjoy life. Because if you have to retire and then you don't have enough money to do the things that you want to do, you're going to end up being bored and probably not very healthy. So you have to be very careful and you have to also think about taxes and healthcare costs. But the rate of return that you want to use on your initial linear cash flow models to say, how long is my money going to last is I would say, you know, just under 6%. Because even though if I look at a balanced portfolio, like a 60-40 S&P 500 bond portfolio, so 60% in S&P 500, 40% in, in just a basic bond index, over the last 50 years, that has averaged 10.2%. Pretty darn good, right? That's great. Yeah, yeah. But, but we've had some amazing years in there, right? And I would not use that as a projection because we have gone through periods of time, like if you would have invested in October of 2017 in a globally diversified balanced portfolio. So, you know, not only just S&P, but some international, some small cap uh, bonds and, and that type of a balanced portfolio. And then you go through the, the Great Recession where, you know, the losses were pretty steep in 2008. So if you would have October 2007 to October 2017, your average annual return with that large decline in that small window was a little less than 6%. So what you want to do is say, okay, what if I retire just prior to a decade like that? What's the proper rate of return? And so if you can sit there and you could say, okay, here's my asset. Um, here is a return that's you know sub 6%, even though I'm, a gunic, I'm going to expect more in retirement. Um, and I have the right amount of inflation, at least two and a half percent on normal expenses, 5% on healthcare costs. Is my money going to last till age 100? That's, that's step number one, just to kind of give you an idea. Are you even close to retiring? What about how does a uh, current run in interest rates start playing into the seven steps for retirement readiness? Well, it's, so what's interesting is I was looking at a chart Rob, prior to jumping on with you to say, okay, where were interest rates when you and I started doing radio together in 1999 when you invited me on the air the first time? I'm guessing, and I'm guessing six percent. Yeah, yeah, dead on, dead on. Wow. So it's really easy because I remember, um, you know, it's it was a month or two before my oldest Nick was born, and um, so I can go back to October of of 1999. Yeah, and the 10 year treasury was at 6%. And, you know, we had just gone through this big run up in the market. So they, the feds were increasing interest rates to try to slow the economy down. And then we essentially went from 1999 on this kind of slow decline in interest rates all the way to sub half a percent or right around half a percent on the 10 year treasury in 2020. And we're back up to almost, we almost hit 5%, but currently we're at 3.88%. Think you're in good shape for retirement? Find out how you're really doing with the seven steps for retirement readiness. Join Rob Black and CFP Chad Burton of EP Wealth Advisors Thursday, February 15th in Menlo Park for a live event. Chad will walk you through these seven steps to find out whether you are really ready for the retirement you want. 
Management. Rob will provide timely commentary, and Chad will share specific strategies for taxes, income, long-term care, safe money, investing, life goals, and more. If you have at least $500,000 in investable assets and want to gauge where your retirement stands, pass on your estate, and create tax efficiencies, this event is for you. The 7 Steps for Retirement Readiness, Thursday, February 15th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Stanford Park Hotel in Menlo Park. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Can you pass all seven tests? Sign up online today at robblackshow.com. Chad, what do we need to know about linear cash flow? Well, essentially, it's the version of running a financial plan with assuming the same rate of return every year, the same rate of inflation every year, and, um, you know, kind of a set amount of expenses. And mm-hmm. so what I can tell you 100% is that that plan is going to be wrong, right? Because even though you look at the stock market, and if I look at the last 50 years, the S&P 500 drop over the last 50 years is average 12.7% with dividends reinvested, Okay, right? So the average gain, though, is almost 20%. And the average loss is almost 14.4%. So the market's positive over the last uh, 50 years at the end of 2023, 74% of the time. So so think about that for a minute. Very seldom does it hit the average annual return of 12.7%, right? So the average gain is 19.9, the average loss is 14.4. So you never know when those years are gonna come. Every five to seven years, we have these, you know, recessions, sometimes they're large, sometimes they're soft landings, whatever it may be. The linear cash flow model is going to be wrong. So the point of the linear cash flow model is to be conservative. Okay. Now, I, I sent you an updated chart, which you know, I could email out if people wanted. And, and it, it just shows a couple of different portfolio options. These are not portfolios that we use because it's just using the S&P 500 and then um, a, a basic bond index to kind of show these returns. Mm-hmm. And if we look at a 60-40 portfolio, 60% S&P 500, 40% bonds over the last 50 years, it's averaged 10.2%. Okay. Um, okay, but I I wouldn't use that rate of return. I think that's too high to use in a linear cash flow model because we have to think about what's happened since you and I started doing radio together, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about in 1999, the 10-year treasury was 6%. By the end of 2020, it was, uh, or by around 2020 in kind of the COVID timeframe, with all the government intervention and the Fed's dropping interest rates, sending out the economy multiple times, we saw the 10-year treasury close to half a percent. Now, when interest rates fall, Yes, you're earning less income on your bonds, but the price of the bonds go up, allowing you to you know, sell at a gain, potentially creating a larger total return. So over the last 50 years, that, that kind of same U.S. government bond index averaged around 6.5%. I would not expect that in my portfolio um, you know, going forward. That would mean interest rates would have to go down. So long story short, I think stocks you know, if we look out 50, 30 to 50 years when people are going to be retired, I still think that stocks do what they're always going to do, right? We're going to go through good decades, bad decades, but I assuming, you know, somewhere between nine to 10% average annual return on stocks is fine. It's that's the fixed income. We have to kind of dial down our expectations. We have to realize we have a diversified portfolio. So there's cash bonds, stocks, real estate, other assets. So the point is, is we got to be conservative, right? It's just like a company that wants to give expectations on earnings. 
you know, Cisco used to be famous for this, where they would say, here's what we think we're going to earn. They'd give a very low ball estimate and then they'd beat it at earnings time. Right. Yeah. You, you got to do the same thing with your linear cash flow model. Be conservative, have a version where you've got, here's your dialed in expenses. Uh, you know what you're going to pay in taxes based on where you're drawing from your portfolio. You know what your healthcare costs are going to be. Inflate all that, um, two and a half percent on normal costs, 5% on healthcare costs and, and use a return less than 6% and see how long your money's going to last. Um, just to see, do I have enough to last till age 100? Where am I at on a conservative model? Um, and then you have to get into the idea of asset allocation and safe money to get through good markets and bad markets. Under promise and over deliver. I've run into a couple people. I've, uh, pod, it's what it's called. Um, I've run into some people who are, kind of counting on the Magnificent Seven to continue to be their retirement plan. If you had a good run in it, that's not a knock. But if you're starting to hit those numbers where you are, these are big numbers. Maybe you need to start talking to someone like a CFP, Chad Burton. And Chad, that chart is beautiful um, that you sent me. And if people want yeah. a copy of it, they can email you at chad at chadburton.com. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Adam and the the team at EPWell just updated the numbers, so... It's really nice. It's got like six different columns and it shows you um, how you can split between 100% stocks, 60-40 stocks, 50-50 stocks, 25 stocks, 75 bonds. And it's really, really well done. So good job on that. Um, what else do we need to hit this segment? We don't have a lot of time. Um, well, I think then, then, you know, the next step is that once you get to that point of, okay, I'm, I'm, the linear cash flow model works. Yes, it looks like I can retire in the next five to 10 years. Then you really have to get much more detailed on the expenses uh, program in where you're going to be drawing money from based on your tax situation. That's how much do you have in cash versus taxable accounts versus retirement accounts versus Roths. Um, and then, you know, in our software, what we're doing is really programming in the asset allocation, programming in that we're going to maintain a certain rebalance to an allocation every year. And then we can run Monte Carlo simulations, which gives um, a success rate based on randomizing the order of stock market returns on on the asset classes that we're that we're kind of targeting. So there's there's you know several tests that we do before we say, yeah, Rob, go ahead, go in. It's okay to put in your notice. It's okay to retire and start living off <laughs> of all of these assets that you've saved forever. Don't say that yet. Um, <laughs> with that said, you know my biggest flaw, Chad, is the budget because I bought a house two, three years ago that's still settling in with repairs and new furniture and situations like that. And um, I'm just not there. I'm not, I don't have a solid budget. Say hello to a pass that gives you endless travel for $2,500 per month with no nightly rates, taxes, or fees. You might call it the suitcase is always packed pass or the wait. I get to choose from 100,000 trips pass. The will it be the beach city mountains are all three pass, or you could just call it what we call it. The Inspirado pass. Endless travel for $2,500 per month with no nightly rates, taxes, or fees. Learn more at inspiratopass.com. CFP Chad Burton, one of the things he spends his money on, skiing, outdoor adventures, living life. It is important part of financial planning. You're not just trying to capture every nut. You're not trying to be Scrooge and die a lonely old man. You're trying to live your life to the fullest. It's one of the things I really appreciate about CFP Chad Burton. Chad, in the past, in the big events coming up February 15th, in Menlo Park, a day after Valentine's Day, it's the seven readiness tests, uh, seven steps for readiness, um, retirement readiness. It's a really good event. It's 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 a new event for you. You've only done it two times. We're going to put it kind of in the closet after this for a little bit of time and bring out something new. Um, but through the years, you keep bringing up the common themes, and one of them is the Monte Carlo simulation. And 
when I was like eight years old, I thought of James Bond and Monte Carlo doing casino or stuff. Um, what is the Monte Carlo simulation and why should we care? Well, I think first of all, I've seen a ton of advisors use it incorrectly and almost right. use it as a sales tool. And it's really, it's only helpful if you put in the right data, right? And the, the and program it rightly. And the, the issue is, is what you're trying to deal with is one of the main risks of retirement. You have a couple, which is you have healthcare costs, which is a huge one. You have inflation is another large one, but then the order of stock market returns. So at the event, I show a situation where people retired um, in the the late 70s. Um, and based on the market returns, they did really, really well. But if we flipped those images over and the order of stock market returns was actually reversed. That's all it did was just reverse it. They ran out of money really early. And so the order of stock market returns is something that you have to be very concerned about. And the idea here is, is that, look, when, when the market corrects and you're young, you're 20, 30, 40, even in your 50s, you just keep buying and buy as much as possible that year, right? Because the history, the, the future is on your side. I mean, we just talked about the S&P 500 total return with dividends reinvested is 12.7% average annual return over the last 50 years. Um, but, you know, there are years with losses. And when you're pulling money out of the portfolio, paper losses. the math, it, the, yeah, well, it's, it's paper losses. But when you're pulling money out of your portfolio to oh, yeah. live and to, to put food on the table at retirement, if you pull out when the market is down and stocks and bonds could be down together, just look at 2022, then the the math is not in your favor. So it's not timing the market by going in and out. It's timing your withdrawals properly and being able to deal with the order of stock market returns. So what a Monte Carlo simulation does, if you program it all incorrectly, because it's garbage in, garbage out, if you if you get the right data in there, um, then it can look at your situation, how much you're pulling out, the asset classes that you own in your various types of accounts. And it takes a look at those asset classes and it essentially randomizes the order of returns and you can actually get a success rate on your retirement plan. So you got to pass the linear cash flow model. You got to program in a couple of other things like which accounts am I going to draw from first, which drives the final asset allocation approach with, you know, what asset classes between large, small, mid corporate bonds, tax-free bonds, where do those go in the different accounts? Get that all figured out. And then you have to, Make sure that the financial planning system that you're using also realizes that, hey, I'm going to rebalance and maintain this certain asset allocation every year. And then you can get that order of market return and that Monte Carlo simulation to say, this is your success rate. And you've got to pass linear cash flow model, have a tax plan, uh, have the proper asset allocation. And as long as the Monte Carlo simulation is 85% or above, then, you know, our, our certified financial planner practitioners on my team will say, yeah, okay, you're, you're ready to go. Um, and the reason why we say 85% is that may, maybe that sounds a little bit too low. Um, what we can't really program in is the withdrawal strategy that, you know, I've talked about with you on radio for since 1999, which is always maintain at least three years worth of portfolio draws and save money. And so, um, and then every quarter, you're, you're, if you're spending your cash, then you're peeling off gains out of your portfolio to replenish that, always preparing for that potential rough time in the market. And we believe that we can fight that other 15% with the proper withdrawal strategy, uh, which is really key in retirement. 
I just got an email yesterday from a man named Jim who's got a 1.5 million in IRAs. He's 64. He's been retired for seven years with his wife. It's like, that's pretty young to retire. And that's not that much money in the Bay Area. But he's worried about the market tanking. And I'm like, oh, it's because of war, because of elections. I'm like, you know, you're 64 years old. You've kind of been through this game before. And Anyhow, Monte Carlo would help him for sure. Um, let's move on. What are some of the difficulties? Um, this is a, a big, big question for people. What are difficulties to deal with, with in retirement? Oh, well, if we're not, you know, if, if we assume that, you know, people listen to the doing a proper linear cash flow projection first, right? And and, uh-huh. and, and if we one. kind of put asset allocation to the side for a minute, uh-huh. um, some of the big ones are, are, let's say, Medicare, right? I mean, you you turn 65, you get on Medicare, um, and part A you get for free, part B you pay for. And if you make a lot of money, you could even pay more than your neighbor for part B. But then you've got to make that decision on supplement insurance, supplemental insurance. So you have part A and B, and then you get supplemental insurance. And we used to kind of do this help internally, but we even outsource to a company called Chapter now, which for our clients prior to turning 65, because you want to start this process about three months before, is going through all of your healthcare needs, right? What are your prescription drugs? Who's the doctors that you like? Things like that to help get the proper plan for you. So that can be a challenge and a lot of work as you get to 65. Um, It's even more work if you're retiring before 65. And Sometimes you go on COBRA for a while, but then you get on the Affordable Care Act plans, you know, the covered California plans, Rob. And then it's a real tax strategy situation of there's a bunch of premium tax credits for this year and potentially next year where, you know, if if you can make sure that your income looks low tax wise, even though you might have a lot of assets, you might get a lot of premium tax credits to help you pay for that. So that throws a whole other wrench in the in the planning for early retirees. Um and then when to take Social Security, that has a lot to do with are you married? What's your spouse's earning history, if any? Um, what's your health like? Uh, you know, how long do you both expect to live? Do you take it, you know, full retirement age, which for most people is 67 now, or do you wait till you're 70? And if you wait till you're 70, where are you going to get your money from then? Like, what accounts are you going to draw from? Sometimes when you run a Social Security analysis, it looks good for a person to wait until 70. But if all of their assets are in a pre-tax 401k or really low cost basis stock and they're going to get creamed on taxes, maybe it's not the best choice. Everybody's a little bit different. That's why I love this business so much because um, there are these you know, so-called rules of thumb, but everybody is a little bit different in terms of their situation. I was talking to, um, a, guy who's, I was talking to a guy who's thinking about retiring soon and he's turning 72 and this is the year that he wants to hire a CFP because this is the year that he has to do the withdrawals. This is the year they can't play around anymore. Genius guy, really smart guy. But now he's knowing that it's, it's just overwhelming to which do you draw from first, which do you draw from tax officially. So what you're talking about rings true. Yeah. And it's so, there's so many key ages, right? There's, there's mm-hmm. um, 65. Okay. There is, Full retirement age for Social Security, which is 67. There's the longest you'd want to wait till 70. Um, there's age 70 and a half, Rob, where your charitable gifting, like tithing to your church and favorite charities would change, where you're, you're probably better off doing that directly from an IRA. Wow. Because I you can that. give up to 100 grand a year from your IRA starting at age 70 and a half to your favorite charities. And, and you don't pay taxes on the money and they don't pay taxes on the money. 
Um, the new age for required minimum distributions is 73, but that's going up to 75 over the next several years. Um, what I, and you know, so there's all these periods of time where your income varies, your tax situation varies. Um, and does it make sense to sell highly concentrated stock at the low capital gains brackets too, before those go up in 2026? Um, so th there's a lot of, uh, there's so many things that we deal with. The investment side is easy. It's all the tax planning, the estate planning, uh, where's my money going to come from? Uh, making sure that portfolios are set up for good economies and bad economies. That's all part of the game. It's really interesting with the man I was telling you was 72. And his biggest thing is it's not, does he have enough money to live? It's he, he wants to manage his taxes. It's like you said, everyone's a little bit different, which yeah, and, and, is kind of cool. And that's the point too, is like, you know, if, if we do that linear cash flow model that we were talking about in the beginning, and it's clear that you're going to be leaving a lot of assets to your kids. Mm -hmm. Um, California, for example, is a community property state. So anything that is outside of a retirement account, like your real estate, your your stock portfolio at Schwab, Fidelity, Vanguard, that's not in a retirement account. If you're married, that gets a full step up in basis at the first death. But IRA, somebody's going to pay the taxes. And if your kids inherit your IRA, they used to be able to stretch it over their lifetime. Now they have to pay the taxes within 10 years. So what are your kids' tax brackets going to be at that age versus yours? Should you be living off of the IRA now or converting it to a Roth? What's the overall family plan and dynamic? And then what controls do you need to put in place if you pass away sooner than expected and you don't want a bunch of money to ruin your kids' you know, initiative to create their own career and their own business? And their own happiness. So you're right. Hi, this is Chad Burton. If you have questions about retirement and investing, it's time to get some answers. My website, chadburton.com, has a ton of resources. There are downloads to help you determine how long your money will last in retirement, links to our webinars, and several videos discussing everything from retirement planning to tax-efficient investing, estate planning, insurance, and even saving for your kids' college. While you're there, also check out our tax planning and estate planning services and our video explaining our online wealth management tool. You can find links to the podcast at chadburton.com and please like my Facebook page, New Focus on Wealth with Chad Burton. This invaluable resource is able to show the values and allocations of all your accounts regardless of where they're held. Information is updated each day at the end of market close and these new numbers are fed into the financial projections we've created for our clients with the goal of constant financial clarity. You can find links to the podcast at chadburton.com and please like my Facebook page, New Focus on Wealth with Chad Burton. Here's an odd statistic. Now that dry January is over and in the past, we're cruising into sober curious months ahead. More than half of 18 to 26 year olds in the United States say they haven't had a drink in the past six months. Interesting. Um, great way to save money. Great way to save, uh, promote your health. Promoting your health is something CFP Chad Burton talks about at our events and on his radio show and his podcast. You can catch it by going to anywhere you get podcasts and uh, search New Focus on Wealth with CFP Chad Burton. Um, you can find it on his website. It's much easier that way. But if you could use Apple, if you use Spotify, it's all there. And um, great podcast. It's like this show, but even more concentrated. You add a little bit of water and it really starts to grow. Um, Chad's going to be at the event February 15th, 6.30 to 8.30, Thursday evening, uh, the seven steps to retirement readiness. The thing that I like about seeing his events numerous times in my lifetime is I always learn one more thing. 
and that's um, worth it. But I also work with a CFP um, who Chad trained Brad. Uh, no relationship, just because their names rhyme. But um, it's really comforting working with a real uh, CFP when the time comes. These seven steps will help you figure out if the time has come. Chad, we're into our home stretch. Um, what should we talk about this segment? Well, if you know, let's if we get on kind of the healthcare kick of retirement, mm-hmm. because yeah. the reason why I talk about this so much is doing this for thirty years. And now finally hitting the year when I can do my own catch-up contribution to my 401k, Rob, which is... Uh-huh, you're getting old. Oh, gosh. It just, it's, uh, it's, it's tough to be... <laughs> I don't know. Um, health has always been a big issue for me, right? Growing yeah. up and I kind of realized when I was a junior high, I'm like, oh man, I got a big belly. I was eating candy after day after, every day after school and, and um, decided to run and I got into wrestling and it always, you know, really been into health because I'm very active. Um, and so when I'm not dealing with financial issues and listening to, to things like Bloomberg, I'm listening to, um, like Huberman labs and Gary Brecka and Ben Greenfield, people that are really into longevity and health and, you know, aging is kind of like, okay, how do I picture myself when I am retired? And what I saw early on is there was a lot of couples that I would meet with, with my grandfather and the conversations were dominated about who's going to what doctor when, and their entire weeks were filled up with these appointments. And, um, I made a, you know, early decisions. Like that's not, I don't want my retirement to be like that. I kind of want to do what my grandfather did is I love the business. I love my clients and the people I'll probably, you know, be around for a while. I've got three kids that are going to come up into the business. Um, and, I want to enjoy life now. I want to spend some of that money on my health now and also making memories now. I don't mind retiring a little bit later because cognitively it keeps people in shape, right? Yep. And the other thing that is really interesting about some of the podcasts that I just mentioned is there's so much information coming out on dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's when it comes to gut health and how people work out, right? So the gut brain connection and your microbiome, what you eat, what you put into your body and how it affects things like Alzheimer's and dementia is, is kind of exploding, right? We're, we're kind of in this world of you have an issue, you go to the doctor, they give you a pill before they talk to you about what are you eating? What do you put in your body? What affects you? And how does that affect your brain? Um, a lot of people think too, like chronic running, you used to be a chronic runner, right? I call it, it's, it's kind of a bad, bad thing that I say, but Chronic cardio is not good for you. If you listen to any of these studies or, or any of the things that are going on, um, lifting weights is more important, right? Having that strong skeletal structure, the bones, the hormones that are released when you lift heavy weights um, is very important so that you're not 75 years old falling and breaking a hip and putting yourself in a nursing home for six to 12 months. Um, so focusing on your retirement plan to say, Hey, if I have to spend money on eating better and changing my lifestyle, will that delay my retirement one or two years? Possibly, but that'll mean you'll have, you know, 32, 33 years of enjoyment instead of retiring and you're not healthy. And then, you know, you're, you're spending a lot of time at the doctors and dealing with health issues. So I think that focusing on your health care and working out and which goes right into the studies that are coming out with with working out heavy and uh, not not heavy but but weight resistance 
and what you eat and how that affects your brain um, is just fascinating to me. So I could, it's, it's, uh, if you have any history of Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's in your family, you should be looking at probiotics. You should be looking at what you eat and how you work out. And I do have both my mother and my grandmother had um, Alzheimer's. Um, so that's important to note. And my spouse, she had gut issues at the, when she turned 50, like bad, like painful. And Chad helped get her on the right direction. So I'm not going to say listen to Chad because my advice is better. Floss your teeth. Keep good, <laughs> take good care of your teeth. Because oh, see, see, I, I don't floss my teeth much. I use, I do uh, coconut oil pulling in the morning. Like I spend 15, 20 minutes when I first wake up, swishing that around in my mouth for, for your teeth health and your, your mouth, the microbiome in your mouth too. So Something's see, that's another right. difference. <laughs> Something's working right for you. Cause you still look like you're 16, even though you've, you've cracked 50. Um, congratulations on that. Any last topics you want to hit? Uh, we've got maybe about a minute. Yeah. I mean, if you come into the event on the 15th, um, you know, we'll go through the seven steps and a lot of it too is, is what is, your, what does a basic portfolio look like? How much should you have in safe money that's not invested? Mm-hmm. Um, so that between your safe money and your dividends and interest that come in good markets or bad markets, how do you get through the market corrections that happen every so often? And then how, you know, what, do, what are your expectations of the future? How do you get really ready for retirement tax wise and investment wise? Sounds good. Again, the event is coming up. And if you want a chart that Chad was referring to on the historical asset allocation risk reward, drop an email at chad at chadburton.com. The event, though, is in Menlo Park, California, Thursday evening, February 15th, 630 to 830. You can sign up for the seven steps for retirement readiness at chadburton.com. It's chadburton.com. Lots of good content, downloads, and links to his podcast as well. Come to the event Thursday evening. February 15th, 630 to 8.30, taxes, income, long-term care, and much, much more. Sign up at chadburton.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.